Welcome back to Finding Joy in the Journey. If it sounds like that this episode starts in the middle of a conversation, that's because it is. (laughs) Uh, If you're confused about what's going on, go back to the previous episode, Finding uh, or, or joy in, in finding love or joy in love. I'm not sure what I called it at the moment. Um, go back to that one and listen to the first half. This uh, part two series is about me and my husband's love story. So you don't want to miss it. Go back to it. And the first half was my husband's side. And this episode is my side of the story. Join us. That's actually the 30-minute mark, Sister Shepherd. so I believe you have some <laughs> This is going to be a long one, but that's okay. This is worth it. And what I meant by earlier, are you sure by that, is because um, I feel like my husband has had to put up with some stuff with me, and he's very patient, and I love him very much for that. So, for my side, and honey, you can interrupt me all you want, or discuss, you know, whatever. Yeah, don't stick your tongue out at me. Okay. (laughs) Um, Where do I begin? Okay, so (laughs) mine's going to be a little further before, um, probably when I was 15, because this is where, this was a very pivotal point for me. I had... Um, quote unquote, talk to this guy. I mean, I was 15 and it was long distance anyway. But um, when we went separate ways, whatever you want to call that, because that was not dating at all. When your dad says, okay, just talk to him on weekends, that's not, <laughs> my husband's grinning at me, that's not dating. <laughs> no offense to anyone out there, that's just not. Anyway, <laughs> so. Um, uh, when me and that guy went separate ways, surprisingly enough, it was his mom who told me, she said, I want you to have everything that God has for you. And she said, and I know it's good things. She said, so I want you to write a list of everything that you want, you know, desire in your future husband, just everything, traits, outside, you know, whatever comes to mind, put it on paper and pray over it she said and I promise you God's gonna do it for you and so I I was like that's amazing advice I'm I'm gonna do that I I had heard here and there but it wasn't um it wasn't talked about a lot I feel like and um so or or maybe let me rephrase maybe there wasn't any personal um stories that I knew or, or people I knew personally who had been there, done it, you know, type thing. So I write this list. I prayed over it, and I put it under my pillow. Like, some nights I'd have it under there. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'd get frustrated, and i just put it off to the side. But, um, well, let me back up. So before <laughs> I did that, the first night I did, I remember that. I put it under my pillow. I prayed over it. Well, then I got all excited, right? My faith is stirred, and I go to school, and I'm, <laughs> I'm on the school bus with this girl who I happen to go to church with. I'm sitting with her, and I said, hey, look, come. I want you to look at my list. I wrote everything I want in my future husband, so I, I show her. And I'm expecting her to rejoice with me and be like, 
wow, you know, like, this is going to happen. You know, I don't know what I was expecting. So she looks at it, and she said, uh, there are no men like this, uh, like, in the face of the planet. Like, this is impossible. Like, literally impossible, Hannah. And she just went on, and I was just like, your standard is just too high. Like, this is perfect. And so I was like, okay, you know, I was startled by it, put it away, and I get to school, it's like, why? Dummy me's like, I'm going to show my other friends, you know, and they're all in church at this point. And sadly, that um, some of them are not to this day. So, but that doesn't mean it's over for you. And I know this is um, way off subject, but if you're one of those who are a prodigal son, or daughter, it's not too late for you. Come home, please. We want to love you back in the church. Um, yeah, I just want to throw that in there. And so um, I get to school. I show my other friends. And some of them were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then other ones were like, Hannah, this is impossible. Like, you will never find somebody like this. And I even had, and I'm trying to remember some things I had on there. I had blue eyes. I desperately wanted a man with blue eyes. And I always wondered, why did, why am I so infatuated with blue eyes? Like, why is this a thing for me? Well, because my grandpa had blue eyes. And I was extremely close with him. And he passed away when I was nine years old. And to me, he had the most gorgeous blue eyes on the face of the planet and I still think that <laughs> it was just like this creamy blue almost ocean blue almost like white in there they were just so they were just beautiful blue eyes and um and so um it seemed like that was a rare thing among guys I know that's silly to say but that's just and I wanted I wanted brown hair too like sandy brown hair and, and I just, I didn't see that mixture. And I'm like, if God's going to do it, we're just going to, I'm just going to throw it all out there. So I had that on there. Um, I didn't have a specific height, but I, I worded, and worded it in such a way that I said I wanted a man that was um, just tall enough that, you know, I would just slightly look up and there was his eyes like I didn't want to look all the way up and like strain my neck because <laughs> I remember my mom giving me advice about that she's like think about it you're gonna get old and your neck's gonna like really hurt and <laughs> so I remembered that and I was like oh yeah I don't want my neck to hurt and um so so I was like let, let me just do just enough you know I just want to look up and see them blue eyes you know um, I had that on there. I had, um, I don't, I honestly do not know what um, urge prompted me, probably the Lord, to write this down. But I put that we would go through a storm together, like while we were dating. Or I, I mean, I just worded it this way. But in my mind, I'm thinking like while we are dating that we would go through a storm together and that storm would bring us not only closer together, but closer to God, like God would be our center. And I, that would, that, that, um, season would show me like this man ain't going anywhere and God, God is in the middle of it. And, um, so I put that on there. 
just be careful what you pray for. That's all I got to say. But it showed me, you know, like this man ain't going anywhere. Like that was the truth. Um, I put, I wanted a hard worker, provider for his family. Like I wanted, I had the mindset of, I want to stay home with my babies. You know, I wanted, I didn't want to just be a wife. I wanted to be a mother. And um, that was my desire. In fact, um, I did not go to college. And that's a whole nother story in of itself that I will um, talk about maybe in another episode. Um, but I, I was not career minded at all. Like I just, I just wasn't. And th- there was, there's a whole lot more to that. Like a lot of prayer went into that, um, about going to college or not going, however you word it. Um, just asking God, you know, like, what do I need to do? And I just want to encourage you that that's, should be the basis no matter what, um, area you're praying about God what do you think about this for my life and me um and so that's what I wanted to do I wanted to stay home with my children and um because I I watched my mom do that now at one point she went to college which is unique she went to college later in life but when we were all in school and but up to that point like she strictly did everything you know as far as at the house like clean the house cooked dinner and I could see the value in my dad coming home she would let him take a little nap he would kick his feet up you know and she'd bring him he didn't not usually I mean sometimes he would ask my mom to do this but usually she would have a glass of sweet tea ready for him like the moment he got in that was just the way to show her to show him like I love you here take take a load off relax you've been working hard for us you know and I just I loved that I still do and um um so there was just a lot of things you know my family (laughs) my mom and dad put before me of things I liked qualities I liked um, I'm trying to think of what else I put on there. You know, I wanted, I wanted a fully baked man in church. And I say that because there was a young man I liked one time and, um, that, that's a whole nother story in of itself. But my, my dad told me, he said, Hannah, you will not marry someone who is half baked in church. He's not going to be like, you know, where it looks all good on the outside, and then you get into that cake or that that um, bread or whatever, and come to find out it has not been fully cooked all the way, and um, where they're not on fire for God. He said, you're not going to marry someone like that. You're going to marry someone who is grounded in truth, who's not going anywhere, and, and I believe that was prophetic um, because to this day, me and my husband are like, uh, if you don't, you know, unless you're like having a fever and, you know, all that stuff, like we're going to church, the end, end of story. <laughs> and, and believe you me, there are times we don't want to because we're human. We don't want to. It's been a long, hard day. And my husband works concrete. I said that last time. And he, um, he's <laughs> very tired. And there's been times on Wednesday night. He's kind of not enough, but he's there. He is there hundred percent and if you have a husband who works concrete you know what I mean but they are there and that's what I love um 
there. Uh, I'm trying to think of if there's anything unique up. Well, I did say I did say somebody unique, and those of of those who have grown up with Nevin have literally all told me Nevin's very unique. Like they all say that to me, and it's just funny. I'm like, well, I did pray for someone that way. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. It's like so the ancient Chinese say, may you live in interesting times. Nevin is unique. Hmm. I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think they meant it that way. Just like, oh, he's different. But that's what I wanted. Like, I just, I didn't want, I know this is weird, babe, but I did not want a cookie cutter guy. I, you know, I just, I didn't. I wanted. You didn't get one. <laughs> No, I didn't. I just, I didn't. I don't even know what I would mean by cookie cutter. I just, at the time, I was like, I just want somebody different. Maybe, maybe, okay, here we go. I didn't want a guy going from girl to girl to girl to girl because it seemed like I was surrounded by that. And just that they thought that they were just God's gift to this earth. And, (laughs) but it always seemed like I was, um, ignored or that I was the invisible one which is probably because of something I prayed for (laughs) because I said um and this is very important and key point here I said Lord I only want to marry the man that you have for me and I I only wanted to date the one that God had for me and I'm about to get in a little more of that but um so in order to do that, I said, God, please, um, I want you to blind their eyes to me because I was so concerned about stepping out of the will of God and messing up that I, even as a 15 year old, like that blows my mind as a 15 year old, I was very concerned about the decisions I was making day to day because I knew it was going to affect today. I'm 30 years old. I knew it was going to affect that. I knew it was going to affect, um, and God has grace and mercy. Please don't misunderstand me on that. But I wanted to make sure that I was doing my part that God could do his in my life, like to the fullest. I wanted everything God had for me and still do, you know, to the fullest. And so, um, so anyway, I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm dragging this out probably a little long, but <laughs> but I um, I wrote out that list and they're you know kind of all making fun of it a little bit and not all of them but a good bit of them making fun of it. Oh, you'll never find somebody like that and blah 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 blah. And so I go home very discouraged. And if I'd go back to that younger me, that 15 year old girl, I would say, don't you dare touch that list. Don't touch it. God's going to give it to you. Just hang on to it. Um, and don't worry about the ones around you because there's a few of them that you're taking their word um, as, you know, as gold, so to speak. Of You're taking their um, weight of gold or however, whatever. How's that phrase go? Weight in gold? Is that how it is? Worth your weight in gold. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and... Um, uh, but, and I would tell that 15-year-old girl, though, that those same people, they walked away from God, or there was one girl who, she didn't, quote-unquote, walk away, but she made life, she chose some very hard roads for herself, 
And I would just go back and like, don't even listen to them. You just focus on God, focus on this and what you're doing and just keep walking. Walk out in faith and not by sight. Um, that's what I would tell that 15-year-old girl. So I, I, I went home, ripped up the list. I wrote a new one, more quote-unquote practical, less um, perfect, less whatever you want to call it, less impossible. Cause, and, and I remember writing in my journal somewhere like, well, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I've never been married before. Maybe I'm just asking for something so far out there that I, you know, maybe I just need to come down a notch. Like that's just what I was thinking in my mind. But the Bible says that nothing, N-O-T-H-I-N-G, capital, nothing is impossible with God. And that men, I'm paraphrasing, but that with men, it looks impossible. But nothing is impossible with him. So um, I, I rewrite that list. And just a few short months later, um, my one of my aunts brings me to this women's conference. And I told the Lord, like prepping, I guess you could say, before we were on the way to this conference, we were shopping, having a good time. And on the way there, I said, God, I just want to know one thing about my future husband that I can just hold on to. And so on the way there, I mean, when we get there, um, we're getting ready. I'm very excited. And that was a very life changing moment for me. Um, there was we prayed until, I don't know, 2 a.m. That's no joke. We, uh, they had speakers and everything, but the presence of God was so thick. And um, there were some things that just broke off of me, um, meaning God uh, broke some change that he healed my heart. I had a very broken heart and bitter, just hurt. And God healed all of that. And basically in one night, um, I say that. Well, he did, but it was just, um, I still had to work, you know, at it after that. But, but it was just a very life-changing time in my life. And, and there was things I, um, this man came up to me and prophetically was speaking to me about some things. And, um, I can't remember if he said anything about my future husband. Then, Well, he said, he did say, that um, the man I marry will not want me to work. He will want me to stay home. And I'm like, yes, that's what I wanted. And <laughs> that he would work for our family and that I'd be home and all this. And um, and that, and I'm trying to remember if he said anything about that, but I don't remember. But the next morning, um, I remember getting ready and... Um, and I was like, okay, I got kind of a little something yesterday, Lord, you know, about my future husband. But but I really, I just, I don't know what I was wanting. I guess, I guess more details. I don't know. G give me some details here. I don't know. No, no, no. Sorry. I was seeing you. I'm sorry. I'm like patting his chair. He's like, what, what, what? <laughs> and so um, we're getting ready, and I'm saying it's just one more thing. God, like, I just want maybe more details. I don't know what I was wanting. So we go through the service, and um, again, presence of God was very thick. And I'm just sitting, I remember sitting on the altar, just basking in the presence of God. 
and there was different ones, um, just praying still. And, um, this one man was walking around praying for many of the, the women. And, um, I was like, well, you know, I'm probably not going to get it this time and that's okay. And, you know, and I just kept sitting there and just worshiping the Lord. And then when I, it always happens when you least expect it. So just don't think about it and it'll happen. (laughs) That's all I got to say. He turned around and he pointed at me and he said, it's your turn now. And I just was like, oh my goodness. He said, it's your turn. And he, he walked over to me and he started praying for me. And he said, he told me, he said, you wrote it down and people have told you that this request is impossible. He said, but nothing is impossible with God. And tears started just pouring down my face because in a way, I'm glad I ripped up that list. And you think, what in the world? Why? Because right then and there, God was showing me he loved me so much that he didn't even need a physical list. He saw it already. It was Even though I ripped it up, he saw it already, and he was saying, I'm going to give it to you. He didn't, he didn't need me to hang on to it, if that makes sense. And, um, and so I, in a way, I'm glad I ripped it up because the, the love of God I felt that day was just so un, unfathomable. Like, I just so just tangible and just I could just feel his arms wrap around me like it's okay I got you I got you like in one of my episodes about when I was talking about how the Lord healed my body and how he was telling me (laughs) that I was in the palm of his hand it was the same feeling I got you it's gonna be okay and I'm gonna send him to you and he told me the man told me he said in due season in due time in due time he kept saying that in due time he's gonna give it to you and uh, so moving on to, um, I mean, I guess I'm just going to skip all the way until I was 19. Um, we weren't going to really talk about this part, but this is a very pivotal point, at least for my, my side. Um, Nevin was not my Sunday school teacher, okay? Let me preface it with that. He, what they would do with my class at that time, they had the main teachers and then they would bring somebody in and they'd rotate out different people to make it interesting to hear from different perspectives. So they brought Brother Nevin Shepherd in for, um, I think it was two weeks is what happened or so two Sundays. So he was not my teacher. Let me just say it like that. We joke around, but we're trying to be very careful in how we word all this because I don't we don't want to sound creepy and weird and all that but I was 19 so generally I think or from what I've been told when you try that hard not to sound weird or creepy you probably are weird and creepy (laughs) just saying babe (laughs) thanks my love thanks he just thought I was I just needed somebody to be weird with okay (laughs) you found him you found him (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad he puts up with me and that I can just be myself around him okay so um he he was he came in and was teaching and this one the I think it was the first Sunday I'm going to say that he taught this class he was talking about different things to prepare for marriage and um 
but first let me back up before he got into that I kept thinking why is this man not married yet like he's so handsome and he's just so on fire for God and he was you know just full of wisdom and I could just I was just hanging on his every word it felt like and um I was just like, wow, you know, and, but as he, he was talking about preparing for marriage and he told the guys like, you need to, um, he was talking about going to college and basically, um, being able to provide in such a way that their wives could stay home. Well, immediately I, without realizing it, my heart kind of, um, did this weird thing because I'm like, but that's what I want. Like, I want to stay home. And here he is saying, this is what you need to do for your wife or your future wife. And um, so then he took, but then he turned to the girls and said, but girls, you need to um, uh, go to college because, you know, if something was going to happen to your husband and um, something along those lines, right? And I, I told them that they needed to be able to provide for themselves um, if something happened to him or if he backslid or just got stupid or just whatever. Because I've seen it happen so many times. And you don't, in my opinion, no young lady should be in that, that spot if she can keep from it where she has to find somebody to get married. Not every girl has a, a dad and mom that would welcome her back into the house or family she can rely upon or even a strong church that would help her so if she's able to get a job, get an apartment, she's better off. Um, and I'm not encouraging them being in a place where they can just walk off and leave their husbands. I'm just saying if the worst should happen, they need to be able to, to step up to the plate. So while he's saying all of this, and I understood what he, what he was saying, but I'm like, but you don't know my story. <laughs> my, I, mean, I was just screaming that in my head, like, you just don't know, like, how, like, I don't know why I was, and I kept thinking, why am I freaking out about this anyway? What does it matter? Because my story with college was that God told me not to go. And um, I had prayed about it. He confirmed it to me. I'm trying to make this short because I got to get into other stuff. He confirmed it to me, and and so I'm just thinking, but you you just don't know my story. And so while I'm thinking that, <laughs> honest to goodness, as I'm sitting there, I was not daydreaming. I was not um, dwelling on it. It was just coming to my mind like as pictures. I could see in my mind going on dates with Nevin, and and I could see myself like telling him, my testimony and why I didn't go to college and why this and I was sitting there just shaking myself like why am I even thinking about this why is this even on my mind like what is going on and because this has never ever happened before um if I if I was um you know like girls when you have a crush on a guy and you're like oh maybe we could do this and that and maybe if he asked me on a date we could go here it wasn't that it was now I know it was the Lord showing me like he was just like almost like a, a foreshadowing you know like when you read a book and you see a foreshadowing like oh that that is my foreshadowing moment and so um, I, I kept shaking myself because I'm like, he would never in a million years look my way. Like, why would he look my way? Um, so 
moving on along and I, I dated this guy and I sincerely from the bottom of my heart thought I was going to marry him. Okay. Now looking back, I know that God was showing me it was the Lord's will for me, but it was for a season. And I just was in denial about the season part is what was truly happening there. And that's a whole another story in of itself. So, um, and as my husband said earlier, this, this same guy um, told my husband, like, I want to break it off with her and, you know, all this stuff. And I did not know that conversation. Like I said, I didn't know that conversation until we, me and my husband started dating. But so he broke it off with me the very next day. And, um, but I have never heard of this ever happening. It was kind of unique. And even the Lord's hand was in that breakup. And I'm like, what? Um, As he's talking to me and breaking it off and all of this, he said um, something along the lines of, you need, he said, you have a calling on your life. I know you do. He said, and if you haven't yet, you need to fast and pray about it. And it just kind of shocked me a little bit because it, it just kind of took me aback, which one of the things for the causes of the breakup was that he felt like he had a calling on his life to be a preacher. And I did not feel that way um, in that moment. And I need to, <laughs> I need to backtrack <laughs> this a little bit, um, just real fast. Cause that was very important. And when I was 15 and being ministered to, um, one of the things I had been praying about was being a preacher's wife, because I did feel that pull and call Like, it's like this burning desire within me. Um, it was like just this burn is the only way I know how to describe it. I've got to do something for God. I've got to do something. And I've been through so much, and I feel like I could help somebody, but I've just got to do something. And so the only thing I kept thinking of was, well, I'll just be a preacher's wife. You know, maybe I could do that. And um, so then I, <laughs> my husband's grinning at me. And and now I know that there's honestly, there's, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to sound whatever, but you can do other things um, to minister to people without being a minister's wife. I'm just going to say that from a woman's point of view. Like, um, and of course, nothing's coming to mind right now, but <laughs> kids ministry, um, getting out in the street, like, of course, with, <laughs> please, with your church group, not by yourself, and knocking doors or uh, helping to feed the homeless with, again, church group, church group, uh, going to the nursing home. They always need people to go and talk with them and just be company to them. Um, there's so many things that you can do. Just wanted to say that real fast. But I just kept thinking, so a preacher's wife, a preacher's wife. And so I asked, um, I kept feeling I needed to ask this man, like, well, what is God saying about being a preacher's wife? I was like, I'm not, but I was thinking, I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. They're all going to look at me. And and he, as he was ministering to me, he stopped at one point. Like, he just stopped and just looked at me. And while God is, like, prompting me, like, you need to ask him this. And I'm like, I don't want to. It was like me and God having an argument for a minute. Like, I don't want to ask him, Lord. And he just, and the man, it's interesting looking back. 
The man did not say another word until I opened my mouth and I asked him. And so I said, um, I said, I, I have a question. And he said, okay, go for it. And I said, um, you know, do you, I, I, I really, I, you know, I'd said something like I'm praying about being a preacher's wife. What is God saying about that? You know, and he's, he looked at me and he said, he said, God cautions you of that. And, um, he said, but you've been praying about this a long time, haven't you? And I was, and I kind of teared up because again, it was God showing me, I've been watching you this entire time. And I said, yes, sir, I have. And he said, this is not prayers that is coming from your mind. This is prayers that are coming from your heart. And, um, he said, this is, you have good intentions with this. Um, and to me, it was saying, I didn't want to be in a spotlight. I didn't want, I just wanted sincerely to serve and to, to do something for God and to support my husband while I was doing it. So with his words of saying, I caution you, I immediately took it as this is not the will of God for me, you know, and all of this. And so fast forward again to when I'm 19 and this young man's telling me, you need to fast and pray because I know there's a calling on your life. And he said some other things too. And then he said, he said, in fact, I had a dream last night that you know your future husband already and he's ready to get married. And I was just like, what? And <laughs> now looking back, it was on target. Because that entire relationship, Nevin went on double dates with us. He, I got to kind of know him in a, a different way, a different side of him, I'll put it like that. I just respected him, you know, being behind a pulpit. And now I got to see him as a person, not just a man of God, but as a, an individual. And so I got to see his funny side and his contagious laugh that I absolutely fell in love with, but, um, just different things, and, um, so, so he says this, and my heart was just, you know, broken after he broke it off, and I, it was really a trial for me, I had some people saying, oh, baby, you just hang on, he's coming back, he's in the will of God for you, I had other ones saying, oh, honey, it's okay, God's gonna send you the right one, don't worry about it, you know, but it was this constant back and forth all the time, like, I felt like I never got a break from it, and that, to me, uh, made it the trial, not not necessarily even the breaking up part. It was everything else after. And, I mean, yeah, the breaking up part did hurt. Like, I'm not going to be all, I was fine. <laughs> no, it was very painful. And um, But I, I absolutely love my parents for this. They are the ones who said the very least about it. And they they went with me to the altar and prayed over me a long time. They knew I was hurting but they didn't say a whole lot. I just remember my mom saying in the car, God, if this young man is for her, put it all together. But if it's not, just keep them apart. And she said it out loud. I'll never forget that. I was like, well, okay. And um, 
And she had told me right before this breakup, God was, you know, prompting her. She said, Hannah, no matter what happens, actually, no, it was right after anyway, no matter what happens, keep your eyes on God. Because there was some things I found out about that situation. It just kept coming out. But anyway, so, um, so I, I took this young man's advice and I, I got busy fasting and praying and, um, it was probably about let's see it was july i remember it was july of 2013 that we had broken off and then it was between it might have been maybe like a month of concentrated prayer and fasting and um and and i don't (laughs) I'm not saying that like, oh, I prayed, you know, I fasted an entire month. No, it was like I I gave myself a time every day. Like, I'm going to fast until this time. I'm just letting you know that like, oh, wow, you prayed, you fasted a whole month. No, no, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> and so, um, so I did that. And this one day when I least expected it, it felt like this particular week, thing after thing after thing just was happening all around me it felt like there was tension in the home tension between my parents tension um on my job or or something like it was just surrounding me and um so I went I remember going in me and my sister's bedroom we shared a bedroom and I laid on the floor and I was praying and I said God why are all these things happening to me? And I wasn't saying it like, why me? But why are these things happening? There's got to be a reason for it. And the Lord spoke to me clear as day, because I'm preparing you to be a minister's wife. And I immediately put my head up and was like, what? Because I'm laying on my stomach. And I put my head up and was like, what? Like, I'm so confused right now. And, um, and I was like, how can that be? You know, I thought you told me to ca- you were cautioning me of that. And, you know, I'm just talking with God. And he just kind of like shut me up. And he said, will you accept my will? And and I said, but I'm not worthy of this, God. I am not. I, I mean, have you seen me? Have you seen, you know, I'm just going through all this stuff. And he asked me again, will you accept my will? And I said, yes, Lord whatever your will is I accept it and it was like this immediate weight came on my shoulders um it was a burden it was um but not a bad feeling is the only way I know how to describe it now looking back it's like if um it well I'll be honest it was literally the weight of being a minister's wife without even walking in the role of actually being a wife yet it was just that burden just kind of settled on me. And um, I didn't tell anybody about it to my uh, other than my pastor's wife because I was freaking out. <laughs> I really was. But um, fast forward from that, and there was, um, in fact, uh, Nevin was preaching one night, and he was talking about the power of the spoken word. And it was like double whammy that night because I needed, I absolutely needed what he was talking about. And I feel like there were some things breaking in the spirit of the church or like, yeah, of the church as he was preaching. 
But not only that, but as he was talking, the weirdest thing happened, y'all. He was talking, I could hear him, but it, all of a sudden it was almost muffled. And again, God spoke to me, and it was like he was right in my ear. And I could hear, it was like in my ear and in my spirit is the only way I know how to describe it to you. And, and he was telling me, your husband is going to be a preacher. Like, it felt like, meaning it, I wasn't going to marry someone. Then they were going to later accept their calling to preach and all this. No, he was going to already be a preacher. And, um, and in that moment, I, I was trying to be very careful to um, separate what God was telling me versus, oh, that's your husband, you know, because honestly, that's not what God was saying in that moment. Um, and so I just, I was freaking out with all this information and I bring it to my pastor's wife and she's very gentle and patient and all the things and still is to this day. She was very patient with me. And I tell her and I said, I said, I just, you know, and I just pour out my heart to her. And I said, but I just don't know if that's God or not. And I'm <laughs> probably looking back, she wanted to laugh. But she said, why? Why do you not think that's God? And I said, I don't know. I'm just trying to make sure that it's not in my flesh. And, you know, and and so I tell her, I tell her what, uh, when I was 15 with the man that God had spoken to me and all this. And she said, Hannah, that didn't mean you were that that didn't mean that wasn't the will of God for you that just meant be careful what you pray for and but in a way I'm glad I viewed it as such because knowing my 15 year old 16 17 year old self I'm like oh I'm called to be a minister's wife where's minister okay yeah you come here you know like (laughs) I would have I would have done something dumb like that that's just I don't know I just would have And God knew that. So he's like, I'm not going to give you a for sure answer until you're ready. Because believe you me, at this point, I didn't want anything to do with dating. I just felt so numb and broken. And I didn't want to think about, even to think about the get to know you stage, quote unquote, get to know you stage was making me nauseous thinking about it. I was like, I don't want to go through all that. Just no. And then God was... you know, me and God talked a lot. We still do. But then it was, you know, just so close. And, and, and that's the thing I love about night seasons and those lonely seasons. Don't despise those seasons because you don't have a two-year-old pulling on your hair or jumping on you or now he's four, but like, oh, mommy, why are you crying? And (laughs) which is very sweet. And it's a teaching moment, but it's, um, you don't have any distractions going on around you. So it's strictly just you and God in these times. And so um, <clears throat> I um, I felt like he was telling me, well, you got to get to know your future husband, you know, to date him and all this. I'm like, okay, okay, fine. All right, if that's what I have to do, okay, you know. <laughs> so um, uh, we, let's see, I'm trying to think. Let's see, that was August, so the following August, so like Nevin said, an entire year. I thought it was sooner than that, but no, sure enough, it was an entire year later, Um, or that May, actually. We went on our first date that August, but May, I noticed, it was either May, June, that entire summer, 
um, God started um, putting us together just in random situations. We didn't do it. You know, we didn't say, oh, meet me at such and such time here, blah, blah, blah. It was the Lord every single time. And it always ended up, you know, being at church. <laughs> but it was like not at a church service. It was um, which one of them was. I remember going to. I remember going through the back of my arms were like full of these huge binders because I was a the music secretary. So I had these binders I needed to do something with. And he's just right there in the hallway and I never see him there. Just never. And he was like, hello, Sister Goodridge. What are he said, and he grinned at me with this mischievous grin, and he said, I don't think those binders are big enough, and I just laughed. I was like, yeah, tell me about it. It was just this chunk, but at the same time, I felt my face just get, like, super red, and, you know, all these things, um, but it was just funny how the Lord kept putting us in each other's paths, and um, kind of like Ruth, <laughs> and that had to do with our engagement, um, when he proposed to me, but, uh, goodness, I need to speed this up a little bit. <laughs> My husband's like, yeah, you do. But like he said, when we started dating, I'll just fast forward to that. When we started dating, the Lord was prompting him to do certain things. And I believe it's because I needed it. And he didn't even realize what he was doing other than obeying the Lord. So boys and girls, just obey the Lord. You just don't even know. You just don't realize. You don't know why. But for instance, when he said he went straight to my house, the guy before had come or I had come back from a trip and he was just acting real weird about even coming to see me. I'm like, it's been a week. Like you should be like, yeah, I want to see you. And right then and there was a red flag for me. Like, why, why don't you want to come see me? Like, I miss you. Like what's going on? And so I wasn't going to we had just been on like a, was it 10 days, I think, of fasting, yeah, of fasting from each other and just trying to hear from God. And um, again, the Lord gave me some very specific words in that time, but um, but I was not going to reach out to him and be like, oh, come see me. I miss you and all this. I'm like, God, if he if he's serious about me, he's just going to come and see me. And, but I was not expecting to it happened the way it did because I knew he had texted me. Um, he said, I'm, I'm coming back uh, to Sulphur. He had been in Oklahoma. I'm coming back to Sulphur. And I knew it was like a 12-hour um, drive. So I thought, there's no way he's going to be exhausted. You know, there's no way he's going to go straight to our, my house. He'll probably go to his apartment. We may talk tomorrow, you know, all this. But he said, can I come over? You know, can you ask your parents or whatever, can I come over? So, so I asked my mom, I said, Hey mom, uh, um, brother Nevin wants to know if he can come over. I know it'll be later for you. She said, she said, yeah, she said, he can come over. I'll cook every, you know, tell him I'll cook. He can eat, you know, get, get him to come on. And my mom was a huge, like she saw us being together way before I did. And that's the truth. So he comes over straight to, my house and I was just I realized in that moment like you don't even realize what you did but um God was showing me like hey this man is dead tired and he wants to see you like he he loves you and um there was just different things along the way so but skipping to when he proposed to me and we were in this um antique store and he was 
you know, just being prompted of the Lord to get these different things. Well, and he washed my feet. It was a very beautiful proposal. Like it felt so sacred is the only way I know how to describe it because it felt like a stamp approval of the Lord. And it was. Um, but while um, when he was proposing to me, um, and he said, I have two questions for you. He said, the first one. And then he got down on his knee and he said, will you marry me? And I said, yes. And then he said, um, he said, I have a second question for you. Can I wash your feet and pray over you? And for some reason, that question stunned me more than the first one because the first one like I knew it was coming you know like you better at any time now like come on let's do this but that second question it hit differently and I'm surprised I didn't tear up with that question because it was just like whoa and and it felt familiar in an odd way and I'm like why is this so familiar to me what what's going on like why you know, why is this familiar? And the Lord reminded me of a prayer I prayed that I forgot, but God did not forget. And that was, I wanted my future husband to wash my feet and pray over us as a couple. And, you know, just like over our marriage, over different things. And here it was, yet again, another confirmation. And and let's see, I have one more story uh, before he proposed and everything, uh, my grandma had passed away during the time that we were dating. She didn't even get to meet him, and that's so sad to me because um, it was pretty early on in our relationship that she passed away. But um, this particular, her funeral was on a Sunday, and I knew I wanted to go to church that night. I was hurting, and that's just the only way I know how to heal from hurt. Just go to church. You know, that's what was on my mind. So um, I, I go to church. I'm very heavy-hearted, and my pastor comes and prays for me. And, and then a, a sweet friend of mine comes and prays for me, and, and she, you know, she was just praying over me. And she said, God, I want you to answer her prayers and just open doors and um and she was telling me that um god equips those who he calls is which how she worded it and tears just you know began to fall down my face and and so so then uh after church we um i get to the house and and I'm like, well, Lord, she prayed over me. Whatever, whatever um, that, whatever um, thing I needed to ask you, you would answer. So I get out of my car, and it's dark, and there's stars just clear as day because we lived out in the country. Uh, my parents and I lived <laughs> out in the country, and there's stars everywhere just twinkling at me, so to speak. And I said, God, if you want me to marry Nevin Shepherd, not my parents, not me, not my friends, but you, if you want me to marry him, let there be a shooting star. And I said, God, I really need to know because I don't want my heart to be, um, I started to say, I don't want it to be, 
all wrapped up in my emotions, you know, that kind of thing. And I couldn't even finish it because in the middle of me saying that, there was a very vivid shooting star across the sky. And I immediately teared up. It was as if, (laughs) it's kind of funny now, it was as if Nevin Shepard was asking me to marry him. Just like right there, like he was on his knee or something. And I'm like, okay, you know, like this is, it's going to be fine. But then, <laughs> like Gideon in the Bible, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, that happened. Maybe it was the coincidence or something. Or maybe somehow the devil got a hold of the star. Like, that's just what was in my head. So I said, Lord, I want you to bind the enemy's ears, his mouth. Um, I, I was very specific. And I'm going to pray it again. If you want me to marry Nevin Shepherd, let I couldn't even finish that prayer. There was another shooting star. And there was multiple, multiple confirmations over and over and over, whether I asked for it or not. It was just there along the way. And um and it was it was beautiful, you know, just we were not <laughs> hey honey, is our marriage perfect? No. Are you sure? As hard as we try, it is not perfect. I am very sure of that. Oh. We're human. Imagine that. And even, (laughs) that's why I tell Nevin all the time, I don't know how people do it without God. Because I need God. And even God being in the center, I'm extremely carnal and human. And I need God to be, you know, just all wrapped up in up in it as in like if we're arguing or whatever and God just kind of thumps me it feels like and like hey go apologize to your husband because you started this you know and just like like you would talk to a child just very stern I'm like oh okay yes it was my fault let me go apologize okay or what's something I can do for you just very opposite of what the world teaches and pushes so that my friends is our love story This is my advice, just like my husband said his. First of all, write a list, pray over it, put it under your pillow, and on those hard days, look at it. And um, as a reminder that God will do this, not in my time, but in his. Another piece of advice is to pray over your husband, not just the list, but pray over your future husband. And don't let that be the only thing you pray about, of course, um, but also asking God to change you to prepare you for your future husband. And let's see, and by the way, just about everything on that list God gave to me and the things that wasn't there like like my husband's not a huge fan of singing in front of people um, but he loves to sing behind scenes so everything like um, some things I had pictured were different but they're better if that makes sense they're better everything if anything was different it It was better. It was better. In fact, I remember telling my husband another one of the things on the list was humorous. And I thought, I told him, I said, "Um, 
I said, you are so funny. You make me laugh all the time. I said, and it feels like only you get my humor, you know, and then I get yours. And, and we just laugh together a lot. And I love that. Um, but the, everything just, you know, the Lord gave it to me. So if he did it for me, he can do it for you. He's no respecter of persons. And um, I, I want to pray with you real quick before I hop off of here. And um, because I want you to be strengthened and encouraged today. Lord, you know, every single person that is listening to this podcast, I'm asking you, Jesus, that you would strengthen them, whether they're waiting on a future husband, whether they're waiting on some kind of promise that you have given them. I'm asking you to strengthen them in the waiting, to give them confirmation that, yes, indeed, this very thing God is going to give to me that I've been praying so long and so hard for. I ask it in the name of Jesus. Give them something, a a tangible thing to hold on to, a rima in Jesus' name, to build their faith that they can hold on to it until your promise comes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I will be with you or see you or not see you, but be with you next time. God bless.